0: It's like breaking news, you guys. Let me interrupt your regularly scheduled mom rights programming to bring you a special report. So, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be. For Lydia, my very special guest today, it, it is definitely evening. She is in Croatia, where it is six hours ahead of me, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hi, everyone. <laughs>
0: So some of you guys may or may not have heard us talking about Lydia on the podcast this season. Um, She is actually the coach that um, stepped in at the end to help me sort of shore up my query letter um, to which Jenny said it was amazing. One of the best ones she's seen in a while. So I, I owe a lot of that to Lydia's help. So I'm excited because so Lydia has talked me into doing something that I swore I would never do. And that's a Twitter pitch contest. So, <laughs> Lydia, thank you for that. Um and I said I would never do it because I think it's it's an energy that does not appeal to me. There's something about the it's the I think it's what Jenny keeps calling like that pick me, pick me energy. Like, you know, Oh, I don't want to be the last one, you know, picked for the dodgeball team or whatever. But, um, so I'm determined to go into this with a very different kind of energy. So what I hope to get out of pit mad, to be honest is I'm really going to be looking more to put a couple of agents on my radar it would be great if I ended up on an agent's radar because like Lydia will explain um, to the listeners who may or may not know what PitMad Mad is, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a way of getting to the top of an agent's slush pile. It doesn't, um, you know, I guess you can't say winning PitMad. it's not like winning NaNoWriMo, but being chosen in PitMad isn't necessarily an offer of representation. What it is, is usually a request for, for pages or for your full manuscript. And so I'm hoping, you know, great, if somebody notices me, that's awesome. But I want to pay attention to the agents who they themselves are out there hustling and looking for writers and finding the ones that I think might fit me and my story. And then I can still traditionally pitch them like you would normally pitch. So that's what I'm hoping to get out of this. I'm trying to be really realistic about it. Um, although I'm also, I think pitching in general is all about the hustle. Wouldn't you say Lydia?
1: Yeah, I I think you have a great mindset and I would just like to add something that, you know, querying, even cold querying, can feel like pick me, pick me (laughs) type of, you know, thing. And, um, uh, this is a great way to, uh, Pitmat is a great way to, uh, see how the market, marketplace works, uh, what they're looking for. It's a great way to see good pitches. It's a great way to connect with the writing community because there's a lot of retweeting and, you know, showing love to other writers. And so I think it has, um, I understand the, um, why people would, uh, would think pitmed has uh, that sort of uh, you know pick me energy uh but it also for me and i've uh, done pitmed i i can't say how many times but certainly three or more um it's just the excitement you know it's it's the the, the the excitement of getting retweeted. Uh, it's the excitement of um, communicating with other writers, um, of getting you know you know agent likes or editor likes on your on your pitch, and seeing that your pitch works, which is an awesome thing. Um, and it's also a great way of seeing uh, what uh, what's uh, trending on the marketplace. So there are a lot of things. Uh, if, even if you are not um, actively pitching on PitMed, it's not a bad thing to go uh, on Twitter and just see, you know, which um, genres or stories or types of pitches are getting uh, most interest uh, interest from agents, so. Yeah, I think it's a great mind- mindset, but, uh, but I'm glad that I talked you into this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you tomorrow night if I'm glad you talked me into this or not. I didn't sleep very well last night because I kept dreaming <laughs> about pitching. And then this morning I texted Lydia and she said, well, I didn't sleep very well last night either. Cause I was also thinking about your pitch. And I was like, oh, well then that's two of us. We're in the same <laughs> boat. Um, but to talk about the hustle for a minute, um, And I'll let this sort of segue into some of the rules, Um, but you know, Jenny keeps talking about over and over and over Mm -hmm. this season, like pitching, isn't necessarily all about luck. Like when people get picked up by an agent or their book gets picked up, they think, oh, I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky. And she's like, you're not lucky. You worked your butt off to get this out there and to get this done and to put yourself out there and to finish your book and to do all the things to make it happen. It's about the hustle. And so I think there's a part of PitMad too that is also about the hustle because like you said, it's about, if you retweet or if your pitch gets retweeted, that plays into the algorithm. I believe that um, helps Twitter sort the pitches that is going to essentially just put your pitch in front of more agents, the more times it's retweeted. Now, again, because, you know, I do write for kids. So it's always that middle school mentality of like, are all the cool kids going to want to sit at my lunch table you know like who's going to be the cool kid that retweets my tweet like I want it retweeted a million times but it's not to me I'm, I'm not going to look at it like that like oh my tweet's going to be popular and it's going to get retweeted a million times what I am going to do is I'm going to hustle and I'm going to ask my friends to log on to Twitter and retweet my tweet I'm going to ask so, my writing friends but also my not writing friends
1: yeah so uh about the Twitter algorithm and mm-hmm. um, what you mentioned right now. Um, and this goes, like you said, into rules and best uh, practices of, of Twitter pitching, uh, whether it's PitMed or DVPit, or there are dozens of pitching uh, you know, um, events on, on Twitter. Um, uh, the first time I did PitMed was December, 2018. Um and I think I will not lie and say how many people, um, how many people pitched their books that that day. But I I would, I definitely think it's five or three, uh, f- five or six or even seven times less than it is now. Um, if I remember correctly, last PitMed, uh, which was in September, was around, Three uh, three hundred thousand, um, pitches. I, I, um, you know, um, uh, retweets of uh, of the hashtag, um, tweets of the hashtag, uh, hashtag uh, Pitmat. So it's around two two hundred fifty, uh, thousand, uh, pitches. Um, that's a lot. Um, and so in terms of getting engagement on your tweet what's most important like whenever when I was doing it the first time I was I didn't have any Twitter friends it was my I actually joined Twitter to do the pitching event (laughs) so I didn't have any Twitter friends I was new to the writing community I had just uh, translated my book from Croatian to English so it was a mess anyway um I got Three agents and editor editors likes, and the the number of those likes I was like it was not a lot, but then as time time moved on, you know, and when I was uh, pitching on other uh, Twitter events events, um, it turned out to be quite a few because um, more people pitched, and so it was harder to get to to agents. So there are. There's, there's one important thing um, to, to keep in mind. There are agents who will not only like um, uh, writer's pitches, but they will also uh, say, you know, uh, I'm looking for this and uh, this type of, of a book. And if you're writing this type of a book, please query me even if I don't see your, if, even if I don't like your your Twitter pitch because they're also aware that you can't, um, you can't see them all. And in terms of, uh, and now we're getting into the uh, Twitter rules and how it's best to engage Twitter algorithm. Um, I think it's best to wait for a while for, um, until you see your hashtags trending, like that people are engaging with them so um, for instance, if you're querying, which you are uh, middle grade fantasy, you'll search for, you know, that those hashtags and see if there are people who are pitching that or searching that or whatever. And then you'll, uh, you know, um, post your per- first pitch. And um, the, the other thing is you want to have people engage your uh, pitch as, fast as you can. So what you can do to have this um, happen is to pin your tweet to your profile. So it always stays on the top of your feed. And then you can go and just retweet any other writers you like, you know, uh, any friends who are also pitching or or any tweets that you like, um, their pitches. And that will, you know, get their attention. They will usually people are supportive and will come back to your page, and they they will retweet. It can retweet your uh, pitch, so it it makes the um, it makes Twitter think that your um, pitch is important. It's even better if you have a friend who will just co- comment something on your Twitter pitch when it comes out. So first, you need to know the the. the 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 biggest rule of, of uh is uh, likes are only for agents so don't like other writers pitches because it gets your hopes up like crazy to see that heart go red and then you know realize that um it's just you know your mom liking your pitch Um, if you have mom who is on Twitter that is Um, but uh, but commenting is welcome as is retweeting um, just retweeting or retweeting with a comment so ask someone a friend to say you know something they can say just something like you know I love this pitch or whatever Um, so that gives um, Twitter um, heads up that this is a a, a, a a tweet that's you know being engaged with and it's going to move it up um, in the in the slush. Um, that said, I'm not a fan of you know I'm not um, just like you I'm not the person who will you know um, I don't know uh, pull people's sleeves until you know please retweet my pitch or whatever. But it is uh, um, it is a fact that if you don't get people to retweet your pitch, that it's going to get lost in 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 depths of Twitter um, feed in the Twitter
0: so, slush pile now. Instead yes, of being in yes. the inbox slush pile, you're yes. in the Twitter slush pile. I do have to say, and I'm going. to... To just throw this out there. I am going to put a Facebook post up and ask my non-writer friends to retweet it because I'm also going to use this as an opportunity to talk to my non-writer friends about my book because it's not something, I mean, here I've publicly made like what 150 episodes of me writing this book. Ask me how often I talk to my non-writer friends about writing and it's like never. You know never and as a matter of fact i've only very recently started talking to my parents about the fact <laughs> that i have this book and it's finished and i'm trying to get it out there and so i'm going to use this ask as a way to you know sort
1: of out as a writer
0: friend- <laughs> yeah come out as a writer <laughs>
1: yeah i know that was hard for me too and uh, pitching in events like uh twitter um, like Pitmed, it was, um, for me, it did two really important things. First, uh, stepping into my, you know, writing, you know, persona, that was one thing. And the other thing was that it really, and like we worked uh, for three or four hours on your pitches and we're still not done. People will see when we show them um, your pitch that we still need to hone it. So it's really, you um, it, uh, it makes you uh, really, um, um, you know, put the hook of your book into one, basically one sentence. And that's so useful when you're talking about your book to, to agents later on, or just to your friends or anyone else. And, and even for me, it was even important for revising because when I was forced to drill in on the, 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 very essence of my book, it made it easier, easier for me to see what's redundant, what's, uh, you know, in excess, what could go away, and what's, what's at its core. So it's really, um, it's really a good way to see um, how things work. And, you know, if your book is on the right track, uh, summarizing it on, uh, in one sentence, in a, Tweet, um, you know, length can be really eye opening for a writer.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm the one who's like wicked terrible at summarizing. Anyway, if you had looked at any of my college textbooks, you would have seen like every line on every page was generally highlighted orange because I'm like, it's all important. Like, don't, shouldn't I have to read and memorize all of it? And so this has been really, really tough for me, but it's also been very helpful to have you to do it with because it's, it's that bouncing back and forth. The, well, did you think of this? Or I don't see this, or I have this question. And, you know, because to me in my head, it all makes sense where it takes you to say, Abby, those two sentences do not connect. To make me go, oh yeah, you're right. That that doesn't flow, and so um, yeah. And the whole, what is it, 280 characters? Is that so? Let's jump into the rules, just in case somebody does listening doesn't know. They're they're kind of intrigued by this idea of the pitch, um, but they don't know what it involves. Do you want to lay it out for them?
1: Uh, yeah. So this is the the bulk of it. So. PitMad is basically a pitching event that happens quarterly on Twitter. It happens on every, I think, first Thursday in March, uh, June, September, and December. Um, and it's a younger brother, if you will, of Pitch Wars, which is the organi- uh, organization that is behind the PITMAT too. And the rules are that you get to pitch your book. Um, in 280 characters, which is what a tweet will have. Um, and you have to post a hashtag uh, pit, pit mad. And additionally to that, you have to use one more ha- hashtag, which is uh, a determinator of your um, age category so it will be either young adult adult middle grade picture book or you know there's a whole list of um, rules and best practices and hashtags and every possible information on this is on pitchwars.org pitmed. so um, if you need to see a list of all available hashtags that's where you'll find it and so, this, these two hashtags, the age category and Pitmed, are what's uh, mandatory. Without um, hashtag, uh, without the Pitmed hashtag, uh, agents won't be able to find your tweets. So it's super important that you put that on. Um, and it's obviously useful to use um, a, a, a hashtag for your genre. Um, which can be, you can use one or two or three. So, for instance, if, some, if someone is writing woman's fiction, uh, they can, you know, um, uh, have a hashtag uh, uh, WF, or they can also put, you know, CON, which is a hashtag for contemporary li- literature. Um, hashtag H is for historical, you know, there are all kinds of hashtags you can use so you can, Um, make it really specific Um, in this tweet um, that you're uh, you can use comp titles which is a very useful way for people to um, give a short but really specific insight into what the book is about Um, for comp titles um, it's the same as in queries you can use either other books um, preferably books that are newer so you don't have the you know usually don't use, you know, books that are published 10 or more years ago, the best practice is to use a newer books, So it shows that, you know, um, know the marketplace. Um, so you can use, um, so you can really be specific with this. Uh, for instance, I think you have great, um, you have great uh, hashtags, uh, no, comp com titles for your new book. You said it was people long stocking, right? Uh, meets yeah.
0: Dr. Doolittle, but none of those yeah. are contemporary. They're super classic yeah, but old.
1: They are classical, but I think um, in this case, it's not about showing what's in the marketplace. It's about showing the feeling behind the book. And I think it, it describes your book perfectly. So it doesn't have to be, you know, it's comps can be to show your knowledge of the marketplace. Like this is a trending book because these books have been published in this, you know, um, category, uh, in the last couple of years, but it can also be something that's, um, you know, that's really, um, that's really showing what your book's book is about or the feeling of the book. It captures, you know, the, the, the very essence of the character quirks or something like that, you know, so, so comps can be really, really useful in that sense. Um, As for the pitch itself, so hmm, this is the hard part, as we, as we said, because you want, you want it to pull, not double, not, you know, triple, it's like tenfold duty here, because it, um, you want it to convey some sort of main plot um, event, like what happens in this book, this is the the very bones, and then you have to add something to it that shows the character arc. So what's how the character changes from beginning to to the end. And the third thing would be to show, to use words that will be specific to your story, to your genre, to your voice. Like you can always have it, you know, in a businessy voice. But if your book is a humor type of book, you want to convey that in a pitch. If your book is a poignant book, if it's sad and you use that kind of voice, you don't want a businessy pitch, you know? You want something that sounds lyrical. So um, you want the, all those layers and and it's not just this. <laughs> there's, more. there's more. There's more, there's <laughs> more. Always with Pit Mad, there's more. You want it to show uh, stakes and conflict. Like, this is, I think, the most important part. Um, you have like two milliseconds to capture your agent's attention. Not your agents, but any agents, you know. Um, and what will, um, what will grab your, uh, their attention is either if, there's a, if you're writing a high concept, concept book, and if people don't know what high concept means, I'll explain. Um, but if you're writing uh, something high um, um, concept, then then uh, this will be w- visible in your in your pitch and you may- might not need the whole you know stakes conflict because it will be visible for from the um, hook itself. Uh, but when you're writing you know a more of a, I don't know, non-high concept book, uh, then you'll have to really drill in at what's at stake and what's the source of main conflict for your character. You just want to uh, think about it this way. You just want the pitch to show the emotional turning point of the book. Like this is, there was this type of person doing this type of things and it was not going well for her. And so this happened and it flipped her life upside down. And she had to do something to, you know, get what she wants, you know. So showing that emotional turning point inside your pitch is, I think, the key—the uh, key to a good to a good pitch.
0: I wish we had kept some of my um, first earlier ones. stuff. I know. And I thought about that as I was deleting, deleting, deleting. We have a whole Google doc, Lydia and I do, that we've gone back and forth and we've been in there at the same time, tweaking and tweaking and asking questions and going back and forth and erasing and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But do we want to, do you want to read, first of all, do you have handy some of the examples that you pulled for me or do you want me to pull them really fast or do you want to just read mine?
1: I could. I. I, I think uh, we can uh, read the two. We have the, those in uh, in the in the document, so we can. Okay. Um, but I didn't uh, really see if they're any good. But they got likes. So they must be good.
0: You want me to read the first uh, one.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: Okay. So the first one that Lydia sent me. Um, it starts with the two comps, and actually, here's a, a good question because. I know the listeners can't see this as I'm reading it, but the comps are in all capital letters. Yes, with uh, an X, you know, as as times. And so, if you're putting a comp title in at the beginning, is that the format that they suggest you put the comps in all capital letters?
1: Yes, you don't have to put it. Uh, up front so you can finish the the tweet but it's usually done this way it's usually uh, up front cap locks you know and x between the two things so okay so you can have just one you can have just one comp comp. it's it's fine if you have just one uh, as
0: long as it's in all caps so they know that's the comp okay so here we go we've got the adams family times the green glass house So 12-year-old Lucy must search through the secret passageways in her family's decrepit mansion to find clues to break her family curse and turn her spooky mother and sister into normal people. And so she has the pit mad hashtag and also just the MG hashtag hashtag.
1: Yeah. So you kind of get what the problem here is, right? You can get the the conflict right away. So this twelve year old girl is living with her mom and sister, and they're kind of a z- zombie type things. <laughs> so, and she now has to go through. I think I I would you know I'm nitpicky. I would work on this, um, but I think it's it's good enough. It does the the it what it does what it needs to do, and that's it brings. Um, a question into your mind it's it it, it, um, it brings a sort of um, uh, a need to know more a curiosity about how she's going to turn them back from spooky to normal right and what happened to them and you just want to I think you just want to read more and that's what you want to to achieve
0: I thought that was a good one just because it was pretty clear what the book was yeah. about from you know those one or two sentences so here's yes. the next one. Alice in Wonderland plus Pan's Labyrinth. So that's a movie, Pan's Labyrinth. So mm-hmm. I guess it's a, another good question is is it okay to use movies or television shows? Yes.
1: yes. Uh you can use you know movies, uh sitcoms, whatever. whatever Anything that
0: conveys know. it.
1: Yes. Uh, okay. As long as you think that uh, agents will pick up on what you're, you know, referring to. So you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can say Queen's Gambit because that's modern and it talks about chess chess, and, you mm-hmm. know, a- addiction and makes for a really brilliant hashtag, you know, um, com title mm-hmm. for, you know, those types of books. So, yeah, I, I, you can definitely use films and, and everything.
0: So this one is Alice in Wonderland plus Pan's Labyrinth. Searching for answers pertaining their grandmother's mysterious death, Suzette and Sophie get trapped in worlds inside paintings. Amidst these worlds, the sisters partake on a journey of discovery and personal growth. Hashtag pit mad. Hashtag fantasy. Hashtag M. Is that mystery?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: (laughs) Hashtag AD. Adult? I'm not sure. No, because no. the next one is hashtag MG adventure. Adult
1: adventure, I mean, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think this is um I, I don't think this is a particularly clear um um uh, tweet because the sisters partake on a journey of discovery and personal growth. What does this mean? Like what is what did they do? Like I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't think this is a particularly um, clear tweet. I would, I would have been more, um, intentional with the word use. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I sent you this one because it was, um, it got her, it got her an agent. So it definitely did its job. So
0: do you think because she put all those hashtags at the end that put it in front of more people,
1: Uh, probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably it it did, but I think those people would, um, some people would search just for PitMed and MG. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be, uh, good just with that. Um, because no one will search for all these. Uh, so they'll just, you know, search for one of these and then end up, um, seeing, Seeing this uh, this tweet, and just to say, I think uh, apart from I think it's always useful. Uh, okay, apart from PitMad um, hashtag, which is mandatory, and age category, which is also mandatory, I think uh, genre um, hashtag is for me. It's a must. Mm-hmm. It's it's a must because uh, most uh, most uh, agents will be searching uh, by genre, so. I would definitely she uses F, which is fantasy, and M as mystery. So mm-hmm. these this will come um, on both the agents who are looking for mystery and the agents who are looking for fantasy. So she does get it in, you know in in, in front of more agents, but only if it it, it, it is applicable for your uh, particular book.
0: So if we look at mine,
1: Yeah. Let's let's
0: red pen some of mine a little bit more. So I have which one uh, we
1: have 10. We
0: we have so many and they're all so similar. And so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: here's a question that I have about that, because how same or different do you want your three tweets to be? Because that's one thing we haven't mentioned yet. You don't just get one tweet, you get three tweets total, right? Over the course of the day.
1: Yeah, you have three tweets and uh starts at 8 a.m. Uh, ES, uh, Eastern time and ends at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So my uh I think the best practice is to send out the first tweet around uh around eight thirty. The second one would be two hours later, and then the third one around I, I don't know what that comes. Um it's around two. 2pm, right? Mm-hmm. So that you kind of, you know, um, you throw it around and see what uh, what sticks, sort of. Yeah, but you get three tweets, no, no, no more, no less. And there's no uh, pit mad police, you know, no you can, um, nobody's going to delete your tweets or anything but uh i think uh if agents see that you're uh breaking the rules uh then uh, then you know um it's not good professionally for you it's it doesn't paint you in, in a good way so so yeah So it's on our system yeah it's an on honor our, system right
0: um there's no bot that's <laughs> they haven't <laughs> made that bot yet um, <laughs> Okay, well let's you want to read you want to read my first blue one or you want me to read my first blue one I want one you to
1: read and- because you're you're uh, an American. I'm Christian, so yeah. <laughs> Please do read
0: it. <laughs> I'll read it. How about just because I'm the author. It doesn't have anything to do with with me being American. Okay. Here I'm going to I'm going to put my microphone. I'm going to be very official here. Let's see. Here we go. Air Affair Times Story Thieves. 10-year-old Bernadette doesn't know her ordinary is extraordinary like her top hat donning dad and pirate rat tutor when she falls when she fails to navigate school cafeteria savages and dunk tank pranksters magic books can't save her but embracing her weird can so yeah that's my first one and we went round and round to get to that
1: we'll go round and round still on it because I'm not still not happy with it what I do like is that you do show the before world like this is uh, who Bernadette is it's clear that she lives in this weird world that's extraordinary but it seems ordinary to her which I think speaks a lot and then when she fails to nav- navigate school cafeteria uh, savages and dunk tank pranksters, uh, I'm thinking magic books can save her is a bit weak, and we'll have to work on that because it's like why would she think it can save her? And you know, um, I just want to be um, I just wanted to be clearer that way.
0: You know what's funny about that one though is yeah. That's the first time in anything that magic books has been brought up with my story, which is funny because the whole thing is her dad is the librarian, the head librarian of this giant magic library in their attic and all the book characters come out of the library and into the real world. And that's part of what makes her life so weird are all these really colorful characters and it's the world building and it's, but it never gets mentioned when I talk about my story. And so that was the first place I think we've ever put magic books. And so that's also, to me, interesting that that would be the weakest part of the tweet. Yeah,
1: and, and it's not a weakest part because it's, um, you mentioned magic books, it's where you mentioned them because magic mm. books can't save her, What, but- but in, in, in the story, from what I know of your story, and I didn't read the book, she didn't try to use magic books to save her. Mm-mm. So magic books would uh, be better uh, mentioned in the beginning of, th- of the tweet when they explain her world. So mm-hmm. but 10-year-old Bernadette uh, doesn't know her ordinary is extraordinary and that be- magic books aren't, you know, that other kids don't have magic books so there you could have your magic box. so flip it yeah okay you, you see what i'm saying because mm-hmm. you want uh, you want you want it to reflect what it really is and it's that the conflict of your story is that she's trying to fit in she doesn't she can't fit in because she's weird and in the end she finds um through this, through this um, boy, who's also who who she's, uh, revenging on because she thinks he's the one who pranked who pranked her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she realizes he's weird too, and then fits in with the weird crowd, kind of, right? Right, right. I I'm, I'm, I might not be saying it perfectly, but that's that's it. You in the end, you uh, the point is that she's embracing her weirdness and that she finds. Uh, people to fit in the way she is
0: so um, I okay there's parts of this one that I love and there's parts of another one that I love and you what you said just there made me think of it which is down at um okay so it's the third one so I'm gonna look I, I'll highlight it so you can okay see which yeah, one I'm talking see about it. right there yeah. um <clears throat> Actually, I don't, it's, the next two are so close that, but we'll go with this one. So most 10-year-old kids hide lost homework, but Bernadette is hiding her whole life. Her dad's top hats, a pirate rat tutor, flying car. When kids prank her and Bernadette's revenge draws out the weird in her suspect, she learns that being different might be the key to fitting in. And so- I think there's a piece there it, I wonder if we can combine the two of those although that one doesn't talk about magic books at all
1: either yeah but you could you could you could do it uh you could um hiding her her whole life her dad's mm-hmm. top hats and I think flying car doesn't help you here so you can have uh magic books instead of the flying car Okay. So it would be most 10-year-olds hide uh, lost homework, but Bernadette is hiding her, uh, her whole life. Her dad stopped uh, hats, uh, a pirate tutor, and magic books. Okay, so right? let's
0: change that right now and see if that helps. Okay, so let me read it again all together so everybody can hear it smoothly. So most 10-year-old kids hide lost homework, but Bernadette is hiding her whole life her dad's top hats, a pirate rat tutor, magic books. When kids prank her and Bernadette's revenge draws out the weird in her suspect, she learns that being different might be the key to fitting in. A little smoother?
1: Yeah, I think it's smoother. Uh, I think we'll have to work on I know you hate me hate when I say that but I, think I don't we'll have hate to, you I love it <laughs> uh, uh we'll have to work a little bit on the sentence when kids prank her mm-hmm. and Mer- Bernadette's uh, revenge draws out uh, draws, draws out the, you see why I want you to, to read <laughs> 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 and Bernadette's revenge draws out the weird in her suspect It's like, there's something there. It's minutiae. But it's it's, the
0: sentence does read weird. But here's what I've noticed about a lot of the examples that I've read is because you're so limited to the number of characters. I find you're going in and you're taking out things and little words and pieces of words and punctuation that would otherwise make it read so smoothly. And as a writer, like, I, I mean, the whole thing is kind of ironic because as a writer, like you want it all to be nice and grammatically correct. And then all of a sudden you're in this writer's contest where they're like, throw all those rules out the window and just make it fit to 280 characters. And you're like, oh, so it like, it like bristles me a little to have to take some of it out. But, um. I have to keep telling myself everyone's doing that though. Right. I mean,
1: yeah. So one rule uh, one more rule to be aware with PitMed is you don't have to be grammatically correct. You can uh, lose your, um, A's and thes, and you can, um, just instead of and put a sign for N, right. Um, you can do all that stuff. You can also, you can, uh, not have, um, for instance, when you're using the end sign, um, you can uh, not y- you don't have to uh, have the, the the space between the words. So it's just you know uh, about trying trying your best to fit uh, as much info as you can into this um, into this little nugget of literature.
0: (laughs) So one thing we haven't mentioned yet is Lydia and I are recording this episode live in front of a studio audience, we shall call it. And so I just clicked open the chat and it seems to be everybody likes uh, number two, which makes me feel good. I'm like, (laughs) all right, well that we have to remember, I put a star next to that one. Lydia, we'll make sure that we really polish that And you see someone
1: up. said the revenge in uh, at the, su- yeah. in, in the suspect is bumping some, You know, uh, Jennifer. So yeah, yeah. you see I'm right about that sentence and we have to rework it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to do something about I it. I
0: never said you were wrong, lady. <laughs> you tell me things and I'm like, Lydia's probably right. I'm just going to go with what Lydia said. So, um, do you want
1: to read uh, the other one? Um,
0: uh, you want me to read the very last one?
1: or no i i'm thinking maybe the 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 second one okay so this one right here all right yeah so but i think we have to work on it's still full of comments so
0: yeah okay so here it is maybe maybe somebody listening will have a good idea for me it's the air affair for mg 10 year old bernadette doesn't know her ordinary is extraordinary when a school prank lands her in the dunk tank, she blames her pirate rat and flying car. But being normal has its downsides, and only embracing her enemies weird will help her embrace her own. So,
1: yeah, um, I think it needs a little bit more work on, but being normal has its downsides because we basically you know cut it out from another attempt Mm -hmm. at it and we put it here but i don't think it belongs here so we'll have to work on that um and just basically uh, the sentence revenge draws out the weird in her suspect but reworked would be better here
0: so part of what we were trying to to do to kind of catch everybody up on where our brains are with these particular pitches is we wanted to point out that she mistakenly su- suspects someone. And so when she yeah. enacts her revenge, it makes her problem worse. It doesn't solve it. Um, but we want to somehow fit that in, that there's a misfired revenge I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah okay Um, so
0: Jennifer said the same thing that I said to you earlier it makes it sound like she's she's blaming the pirate rat in the flying car instead of blaming the person she's blaming so yeah we picked up on that and oh mistaken suspect is a good phrase quick write that down Lydia mistaken suspect I'm putting it in thank you Amy mistaken suspect
1: that's great. Yeah, that's I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope everyone sees how, um, how, um, how tricky this, this business with, with, um, with the tweet tweets is it's so short, but you want to show the character arc. So I, I, I just want to read one more that I sent you as mm-hmm. a real example of what you want in your uh, tweet. And I don't, remember if i liked it or not but i'm just going to read it so eliza did not this is not for your book it's for someone else's tweet so it reads like this eliza did not ask to end up in a fantasy world she's supposed to be on a mental health break not on a sea adventure to find a lost library oh, this is similar to yours um, but if she doesn't confront her anxieties which is basically the conflict of the story to, uh, to save this world's lost stories, she risks losing her own forever. So you kind of have a um, pretty clear idea of the, what she's going to, uh, to have to battle to save this um, world of lost so- stories or, or that library she's, she's, um, she's looking for, right?
0: It's like her stakes are higher than mine. And I think that's where sometimes I get a little caught up is because there's no life or death. It's, you know, it's friendship and it's fitting in, but it's a softer stake in some ways, I think. I think that's
1: that's, uh, an amazing stake because I think for most kids, fitting in is, you know, as necessary as air. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and if if you've ever been bullied, I think you'll agree with that. Uh, so fitting in is kind of a, you know, in that age, fitting in is everything. So don't underestimate your stakes. I think they're great. It's just that you have to draw them out in, in a, in a tweet size length. So
0: I know. And reading these ones that are, are finished is so deceiving. Cause you're like, look, that should be so simple. Look how easily they did it, but they might have. <laughs> They might have circled back around to it 45 50 times too
1: yeah <laughs> but, um... I'm sure they I'm sure they have and I just want to give everyone um, everyone um, uh, a piece of advice uh, if you can find a critique partner or trusted friend even if they're not a writer because this is not uh, this is not uh, a skill of a writer it's a skill of a marketer um, of someone selling a book rather than writing, uh, you know, beautiful prose. So um, just have someone look at it and say, "Do you like this hook? Is this working? If not, what could I make clearer?" Uh, the other thing I want to um, I want to give as advice is uh, try not to end with rhetoric questions. It's it's been so done. So you know, will she? will she do this or will she do that? Like that's so done and agents are kind of fed up with that. So just turn it into, um, you know, um, I'm missing a word here, but in a, you know, sentence that ends with a, with a.
0: A little more definitively.
1: Yeah. Definitive. Yeah. Not as a question. You don't want that. Um, and. um Anyway, I think um, I think that's it.
0: Well, I'm gonna end with two things. One is I wanna tell anybody who might happen to listen to this this afternoon or this evening, or even during the day tomorrow when PITMAT is going on, if you want to email me your Twitter handle, I will definitely go in and retweet your tweets. As a matter of fact, I will get um, Author Accelerator, See if I can get them to retweet your tweets. I will get um, Happy Writer to retweet your tweets. I will get um, all my friends that I have. I'll see if I can't get you know enough people to help you out because I think the community building aspect behind this is going to be really what makes tomorrow fun. And so if I can help somebody, I'm happy to help somebody. If you want to retweet me, it'll be Abby S. Matthews. I spell Matthews with one T Um, and so we'll help each other out. So there's, there's that. And then two, not that Lydia is going to say this for herself, but I'm going to say it. Lydia is a book coach and she works with people who are pitching and she's excellent at working with people who are pitching. And as a matter of fact, Lydia, you are next week's guest on the Mom Rights Podcast proper. And so this is actually a really great segue, even though my phone is dinging a million times. Let me turn that off. I should have done that before, but this is a really great segue into next week's episode where um, we talk about rejection, don't we? Isn't that part of what
1: yeah. 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 We talk about <laughs> rejection.
0: <laughs> so, which is probably a really great follow-up to Pit Mad because, you know, I don't know that I'll be rocking Pit Mad, but you never know. So um, there might be more rejection in store for yeah, me. Yeah. It's,
1: um, um, it's, it's really hard uh, with the number of pitches I said, uh, you know, that, that happened on Pit Mad to get a like, but It's also a good practice and it's, uh, it makes sense to do this. And I would just like to have, um, I would just like to say something, uh, uh, a a little uh, something more, Um, not every, please, please people with the agents. Uh, This is so important. Not every person that, you know, um, even is an agent um, is a good agent. And, you know, uh, this is a really. Uh, uh, I think this speaks to to the pick me mentality that you that you mentioned. You don't want any agent to represent you. You want the right agent to represent you. So please, uh, do your when you get uh, a like for from an agent, uh, check them out. There are many uh, resources. Um, a few of them are. Uh, publisher market uh, publisher ma- ma- marketplace. Um, you have writers beware website where you can see if these are these people are to be trusted or not. Uh, you have a query um, query manager. I think there are query tracker qu- query tracker. Yeah, sorry, um, and just see if these people are legit, um, so you don't you know get um send your stuff forward to someone who who is not professional um yeah i think i got it that's <laughs> i, that's a I great just wanted place, to say that
0: that's a great place to end um thank you lydia for helping me one and for um you know answering some questions for the listeners too so i appreciate that you did that um everybody else. Thank you for joining us live. This has been super fun. Uh, you know, it's usually just me and Jenny looking at each other now at this point on season three. So, which is also super fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's extra fun to have an audience. So, um, but thank you guys for coming. Thank you for listening.